0: Hello, and welcome back to Thirsty, the podcast.
1: I'm Laura Koo, And I'm Heather McGee. Today, we're asking the question, can you stop trying to control someone else's actions?
0: I think this is a really great topic because I feel like one challenge with dating is that element of control. You really can only, at the end of the day, control yourself and how you act and what you do, but you kind of always want to nudge a certain situation or, you know, kind of orchestrate outcomes sometimes. Um, and the other day I saw this TikTok. I spent a lot of time on TikTok. I love it. I learn a lot and I see a lot of nonsense, um, but I also follow a lot of people who cover a lot of dating content. And I saw this TikTok and it was talking about this let them method of dating. Quite honestly, I Googled it. I don't even know if this is really a thing or if it was just made up for this one particular TikTok. Maybe it's not an actual method. I don't know, but I liked it. And it said, they broke up with you, let them. They started seeing someone else, let them. They ghosted you, let them. True freedom is when you stop trying to control others' poor actions. You deserve better. And I kind of like this because you know, as you read through it and you kind of think about those different scenarios, some of them I'm like, sure, easy. Like, I don't care about that. That's an easy thing, but absolutely just let them do that. Why would you control it? And then you see some of them and you're like, oh, I can't let that one go. Like I totally try and control that situation. And um, it just kind of hits a little bit different. And I think too, again, like I said, that control, like, if you lose that control in a relationship, you feel kind of powerless. um, And, you know, in romantic situations, that's like, it's so hard, because often you do feel like you're lacking in power to a certain degree, and then you can't control what the other person does. So it can kind of make you spiral sometimes.
1: Yeah. Well, and I always think about like, and really this is true for anything in life. If there's something you're struggling to let go or it's hitting you a little extra harder to me, I always pay more attention in those situations because it's kind of given me the clue that there's something I need to work on in myself. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm in a situation and something happens and I'm literally like, whatever, it's fine. (laughs) You know, like I'm probably okay there, but then other things where I've struggled to let it go, struggled to get over it, you know, things like that. That's how I know that maybe there's a lesson I need to learn there and I need to look at it a little more closely. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I tell.
0: For sure. Yes. Usually there is a reason that it, it's a little bit hard. Um, so I thought it'd be kind of fun to go through some, some different scenarios and kind of like talk through um, how we handle those or which ones kind of hit us a different way.
1: I have to laugh because you said that in the fanciest way possible, like with your, <laughs> your pinky up, those scenarios. scenarios. You the hardest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's start uh, off with, you know, probably one of the toughest ones, I think, um, which is they broke up with you my last relationship, it definitely made me um, realize that um, sometimes I just can't let it go. I definitely (laughs) was not able to not try and control that situation to a certain degree. I needed a follow-up call and then there were follow-up texts. And then I definitely had a period where I was hoping for a reconciliation, even though I knew there shouldn't be, I kind of wanted it. And I was kind of pushing and nudging the situation. Like I had a really hard time walking away way um which could be partly because I'm usually the one who does the breaking up so when it got flipped (laughs) around on me I didn't like it so much I had zero power and usually in my kind of when my relationships end, I'm the one with all the cards because I'm the one orchestrating the breakup so yeah being broken up with I could not let that one go
1: I uh I I have actually a hard time answering this because I I feel like, I mean, I can't be that weird. I'm sure I'm not the only person that this has happened to. I've definitely been broken up with. Usually most of the time though, I will feel like it's not working. And the way it'll happen is I will say, hey, let's talk. And I'll say, so do you feel like this is working? Or I'll ask questions that are important to me. And usually they'll answer the way I thought they would. And I'll be like, well, I don't know if we can keep going in this way and then we'll break up. So this was a hard question for me to answer. So, but what I will say is that there have been times that I have been broken up with and I was like, eh, whatever. And then there have been other times where I was like, so upset and I had such a hard le- time letting it go. And I, so it's made me do a lot of thinking about like why the big difference Part of it, I think when I was just starting dating again, anytime I got broken up with was just the end of the world, (laughs) you know, and I think you just have lost perspective. When you start dating again, after having been married, usually for, you know, double digits over a decade or whatever, you get out there, start dating. I think most people make the mistake of assigning like love of your life status to whoever it is that you started going out with. And literally they could be total garbage, but that's like how you feel about them because I think you're so used to having that partner in your life mm-hmm. that I, I think you lose perspective that actually most of the time the person you're dating is just someone you're going on dates with, you know, and it may turn into something, it may not, but you've just lost all that perspective. You kind of have to rebuild it. So the people I dated initially, they would break up with me like after, you know, a bit, And it was time to break up. They were over it, or I was over it, or it wasn't working, or it was dumb, or whatever. I'd be so upset. And then, but as I got healthier, we would break up and I'd be like, fine, that's great. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Next, (laughs) you know, (laughs) the the great Ariana Grande. Um, But I think that's interesting. There, I think at this point, there's really only one person that I went through a breakup with that I still struggle with. And Laura knows what this is. Like, I just, I mean, it's just true. Like I'm very open about things and I'm not proud to say it because honestly, he's not great. He's not a great person. He wasn't, he wasn't great to me. Not that awesome. Um, but I struggled with it and I realized it was a very toxic relationship and one day I just had a lightning ball. I was like, oh, I struggle with this because it perfectly mimics some major relationships I've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it really wasn't about him at all. It was because it hit at one of my deepest negative experiences. And I think subconsciously I felt like, oh, this is a chance to get it right. But of course, that's not how it ended. But I don't know. I guess that's the indication of what I was saying earlier. When you struggle with something, there's something there you need to learn. And I think yeah. that's what I needed to deal with there. I'm, and I'm still not totally over it because it was just so hurtful. But
0: yeah, I think you can also, you can be really great at letting it go most of the time, but there's always going to be one or two that just hit a different way that felt different, that meant something different. And it is just harder to let that go. Yeah. But there's also the difference of it's harder to let that go. And also, what are your actions after? Like,
1: are you able yeah. to process
0: through and take a step back and understand why you're having a hard time letting it go? Or are you drunk dialing them at 2 a.m. on a Tuesday? <laughs> like, where are do that. we at on that? <laughs> I didn't do that.
1: I mean, yeah. And I mean, part of it, too, is how how the breakup happened. Like, I, I like to think most of the time when people break up, it's respectful. It's relatively kind. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, hey, this isn't working out. I would like to think that's how most breakups happen. But the kind of breakups that are hurtful, where people are mean to each other, where they just don't care about the other people, person's feelings, I think those are a little harder because it's just rougher. It's a rougher yeah. breakup. You're know, like, wow, we had such a personal relationship and now you're treating me like a literal piece of garbage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that is that's harder. Super confusing because it's like, did we not just share the same relationship that felt great? And then it's fine for it to end, but- why are we turning the page and being a completely different person?
1: Yeah. And like acting like you didn't care about me at all, mm-hmm. which maybe you didn't, you know, but it's it just, it's major dissonance. And I think that also makes it harder to get over. For sure. Or that's my excuse anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. How about they started seeing someone else, Heather, how does this one go for you?
1: Um, I have no problem with this. I really don't because a lot of times I think this situation happens at the beginning this is not usually something where you've been dating someone for like six months and they say, Hey, I'm seeing someone else now. It's like, what? <laughs> I like, I didn't know you were dating other people at this point. Um, you know, as someone that gets into monogamous relationships, um, I feel like, I mean, this has happened to me a couple of times where I've gone on tops two, I think two dates is the tops. And someone came back to me and said, Hey, I've been on a few dates with someone else. And I think I just, I want to focus on them. Great. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. Bye. <laughs> you know I'll see you on Facebook or Instagram or whatever which is literally what happens in my life as a date collector but um I have no problem with this because I think usually when this happens it happens at the beginning when you're not really that attached it's still in the you know fun light easy breezy part where you're not there's no deep connection there yet
0: yeah I would say that you know It does make you wonder why they chose someone else, not you, but fine, let them choose someone else. Um, And then I think about like my exes when I see if they've moved on after me and, you know, we're still connected and you like kind of see, and I'm just more curious, like, oh, who are they dating now? Like what's going on? I kind of like seeing into that situation to like seeing what their next phase is or whatever. I'm always very curious, never mad or hurt. I just think it's really super interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, and I have to say, and Laura knows, so I have this side of me that's just bananas. Okay. I fully admit it's bananas. It's, you know, we make these jokes about, well, is this a one banana moment or like a full bunch of bananas issue? (laughs) And I have this thing where I am just, so in Chicago, I think our dating pool is probably better than in a lot of places. Like there are plenty of very attractive men, you know, that we would want to go on dates with fine. A lot of them don't act right but they're attractive and all and fun and all those things um but but i have this major fear that one of our divorced single friends is going to unknowingly go on a date <laughs> with someone i had a relationship with in the past and i really do not want to deal with that because a i love my friends b they probably deserve better than the guy that you know was mean to me in the past um, but I really just don't want to deal with that. I just want them to like move to another city, but I would just love for them to go into witness protection, go somewhere else, just live another life that has nothing to do with me or my friends anymore. See, I don't even think about this. This
0: has never crossed my mind. I know you and I have talked about it. And even when we talk about it, I don't really even think about it. It's like, who don't, whatever, date them. Good luck. Other than the ones that are really bad news that we know are really bad news. And yeah. fine, I will warn, I would like to know if we have newly single friends and we need to like explain to them who they should and should not be dating from like a safety perspective then absolutely all right so always a hot topic with dating as we know ghosting so they ghosted you um I'm usually fine with this. Again, it depends. Like early on, whatever, who cares? Like people drop off the map for forever. You can be texting with them for three weeks and set up a date on a Tuesday. And then on Monday, they disappear. Like that is legitimately what happens most of the time with dating. That is what it is. Um, I do have someone who we did an episode about and we had like a more established relationship and he totally ghosted me. We weren't even dating. We were just going to be friends. And that one still bothers me so much. I can't even handle it. Like I still will occasionally text him just to see if I'm still blocked, just out of curiosity.
1: You know, it's crazy. I forgot about that guy. Just now I went through a journey in my brain, like flipping through a flip book of your past dates, trying yeah. to remember which one that was. Yeah. I still want to know.
0: And I, I feel like a crazy person because now it has been a year since we he and I were supposed to get drinks and then he blocked me and disappeared and like nothing happened he like asked me out for drinks we were gonna be buds he had given me travel recommendations for a trip right before that like when we were in Nashville and we were texting about and he was like totally fine and whatever and then he just disappeared and I every few months I'm like hey are you still there? because like I'm, if I'm still blocked, then he doesn't see any of the messages anyway. So well, it's like a game happen.
1: now. Now it's like how long are you gonna you know to like, him did he
0: like, change his number? It's like I have all these snares. did you really go sneer? Did you change your number? Well, why did you change your number? I have so many questions I have no answers to. So that one bothers me because it's just never, frustrating. Know. never
1: know. Maybe we could do like a radio show and get do one of those things where it's like Laura wants to know and have them like call. <laughs> And maybe you'll finally get answers. They probably won't answer him either.
0: Oh, weird. Well, I should just have someone else text him and see if the number is still active. That would be real crazy, though. So we're not going to go down that path.
1: We're just never. I'd know. do it. I'd do it. <laughs> you know, I would do it. Um, yeah. You know what? I think I'm pretty good with this too. Here, here's the again. I have two feelings about this. One. I do not care if we haven't been on a date yet. I kind of don't even care if we've been on one or two dates and you just stop. Like I had someone who went on um, two dates, went on two dates and they were great. And he just stopped making an effort. And I was like, okay, fine. (laughs) Like literally that was my my reaction. I was like, all right, I don't care. Um, Other people though, I think, I think when I have an issue is when, you have actual plans and they just don't cancel Mm -hmm. or they don't like, that's what, like, I don't care about them texting me to say hi. I care when it crosses over into rudeness, like, if it's someone that maybe I was into, if I'm really into a person, I might text them later and be like, Hey, I'm just checking in. I can't, I'm starting to get the feeling that maybe you're not into this. And if you're not, that's really okay. But I would love for you to let me know. So I can just stop bothering. I said, I don't want to bother you. (laughs) And I feel like I'm bothering you. Mm -hmm. So I'll do that. Or if, yeah, if we have plans for a date and they just, and it's like the day of, and I'll, reach out and say, Hey, are we still meeting up tonight? What do you, you know, we could do this or that. And they just don't write back, which has happened sometimes, you know, then of course I'm like, well, I'm not going. I if they do write back, it's like, this is a turn off. I don't like that when it crosses into rudeness. I don't like it when it crosses into treating someone disrespectfully. I don't like that. And I think if someone texts you and asks a direct question, just answer it. Nobody cares, you know, and there's nothing wrong to be had with communicating.
0: Yeah. And I think God. what you said a little bit ago, too, like I think most of the time what we call ghosting is really just somebody who doesn't make an effort because I feel like I have so many people fall off when I stop putting the effort in and realize they were putting zero effort in. And if I'm not texting to say hello, then, and Oh, when are we going to, you know, let's make plans. If I would lead with, Hey, when are we going to hang out next? or you around this weekend? That person would respond like that person I dated this spring he would have responded and said, all right, well, I'm around or whatever, but if I'm not the one initiating, then clearly it was very easy for him to just fall off because he would have had to have put effort in and on his own. And he could not do that.
1: Yeah. Well, it really comes down to like, what are you attracted to? Like, I'm not attracted to someone who's not making an effort. Mm -mm. Like if I notice, if I notice you not making an effort, then I'm out, you know, because if it's a good, healthy situation, you don't even think about that right you don't even think about like am I am I texting more than he is the minute you start thinking like that it's over it's done like that's my clue like this is not going to happen because I'm annoyed and how is this really going to be anything great if I'm annoyed no
0: well, also it's like so dumb like this is the point of dating that you want to like see the other person and yeah. like if so if you want to see the other person then you will put the effort in and you will figure out how to see that person and make it known that you want to see them and really anything less than that is a complete waste of time like what are we doing here and why are we even connected am I mean. Putting you out by like <laughs> wanting to get a drink with you, like that is the sole purpose of this. Like, I don't need yeah. to be your text friend when you feel bored.
1: Yeah, well, I think about too something that I care a lot about because I don't really feel like I'm a ghoster. Like sometimes I'll fall off. I'm just like, ah, eh, this isn't really my thing. It's not something I'm attracted to. You know, it just like any normal person. But it's not like someone I've been dating. It's like usually, you know, someone mm-hmm. I haven't even met yet. Um, but I try to make sure that I am the same no matter where I am. So, like, the person that I'm, you know, the things that you and I talk about, I'm not going to pretend to be somebody else with someone I I'm, I'm maybe thinking about dating. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to text them a lot, act like I want to see them, and then talking to you be like, ugh, they're trash. You know, like, that's just not going to happen. Um, and I think sometimes when people ghost – It makes me wonder, it's like, well, clearly the person you were showing me, you were not telling me something, you know, and I don't know what it was, but like, I I don't know. I I guess that's just what that makes me think about. It's like, are you being authentic everywhere? And if you're not into someone, it's okay. Just stop. You don't have to pretend and let let it go way down the road.
0: I think in all fairness, you and I have not had a ghost scene situation has been like i've heard stories from people who like you know again they were like legitimately dating people like for a yeah. few months and then that person just completely like disappears like how do you do that like i don't even understand yeah. how you can be that heartless like i think sometimes people are so scared to just be honest that the easiest answer is just to completely just dip out
1: yeah Yeah, that's, we have not dealt with that. And I hear, you know, really, that's really what ghosting is. If something slows down, if it peters out, if there's like, you know, like there's just a loss of interest. I mean, okay, ghosted, but whatever. Like, I kind of think that's over, over saying it, but yeah, I I think that's real ghosting. If you've been in a total relationship with someone and then you just peace out, that Mm -hmm. is wild to me that you would do that.
0: Yeah, I don't, I I just, ugh, yeah, I feel like I would have a hard time letting that go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? I did have something, I mean, it wasn't a relationship thing, but there was a really weird one. Laura knows about this. There's no episode about him, but I had a really strong connection to someone a while back. It was over, maybe me like a year and a half ago like talking on the phone every day, texting all the time. He works in the creative industry as well as I do. And we had a really strong connection. He's a total weirdo. And you know, I love a weirdo. (laughs) And we were supposed to go on a date. And then I just didn't hear from him. And I was like, well, okay. And I let it go. And then a solid year later, we matched on Bumble and he was like, I'm so glad that you matched with me. I'm so excited about, you know, this opportunity to reconnect had a lot going. And he did. He had a lot going on in his life last year. We actually did meet up for a date. It was fantastic. Made plans for a second date. He had to reschedule one at the last minute. And then the mm-hmm. second one, he said, you know, I'm really tired. Can we try for later this week? But he sent it to me like an hour before. I had already done my hair and makeup. And I'm really proud of myself. This shows how like far I've come. In all this time, I actually texted, I said, you know, I, I'm going to let this go. I'm really interested in you. There's something real here, but I can't deal with this. Like I can't depend on you. You're inconsistent. I know that you're interested in me. That's not, I'm not, that's not in question here. And there's something real here, but I can't do this. This is not, this does not work for me. And I fully called it off. And of course he didn't write me back, you know, because that, that's, I can't
0: believe that
1: it was crazy
0: It's bothering me.
1: I know I I still would love to know what he was thinking what was going on there because something was wackadoon I don't know what it was but that's how far I've come I think in the past I would have like been making all these excuses or trying to you know not let him ghost me and now it's just like nope bye
0: yeah or you give it one more shot no just maybe Mm. yeah
1: nope no maybe Mm -mm. well we had a lot to say about this thing that supposedly we didn't care about
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. They still look at your social media. My answer is easy because I could care less if I'm still connected with them, whatever. Look away.
1: Yeah, I don't care either because I'm hilarious on social media. I have a full on circus going on on there and it's very entertaining. Why wouldn't you want to look at my social media? And also I'm a photographer, so my IG is right on point. Um, I do have one person and of course all of my bad stories are about the same person. This Mm -hmm. very toxic, it's It's all the same person. Mm -hmm. It really is. Like I've dated half of Cook County and a quarter of DuPage County. And there's just one guy that like I kind of regret meeting because he just really screwed me up bad. But I did the smart thing and I ejected him from all my social media because I was like, I don't, I need to put some boundaries here, but I forgot to do it on LinkedIn. And so now every so often, hi. I'm looking at your profile, like I see him pop up on there and I'm just like, is this a joke? Like, leave me alone. You know, like my feeling is that if you have regrets about the way something ended, be a grown up and actually text and like be direct about it. Don't do this creeping around the edges thing. I can't with that. I, I I can't. So social media, I really don't care. It's fine. I think it's the people when there's something left unsaid or something left unresolved. And they were like trying to poke you by saying, Hey, I'm still here. By, I mean, they, he knows I can see that he Mm -hmm. looks at my stuff. Um, I don't like that.
0: Yeah. I saw something on TikTok the other day, obviously, um, about (laughs) like, if they've looked at your insta story or whatever, if you can see that they're they're creeping on something and they're looking and they haven't texted you, well, there's a reason they don't want to. Like if they're taking the time and they're looking at your stuff, if he's going to your LinkedIn and he's looking and he's not reaching out, there's a reason for that. Like he doesn't actually want to put any effort in. no, he's just curious. And he kind of you know, they know what they're doing,
1: yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's being a jerk. That's what's happening there,
0: all right. So they keep reaching out to you. I had one of those. This week, over the weekend, end of last week, something like that. Somebody I dated like four years ago, haven't seen in that amount of time. Like it or almost four years. Like it's been a minute, like 2018. It's been a while, like a whole pandemic's worth of like life has happened and I have not seen this person and we used to keep in somewhat contact and we would text and whatever, but I haven't actually seen him in person in almost four years and he had contacted me a couple of months ago to like talk on the phone and it was a super weird conversation. And I just kind of thought it went away. Um, and now I'm realizing as we're talking about this, he knows the name of the podcast. and so was going to start listening to it. So I guess you'll know who you are. Um, but he texted me last week and it was this long rambling text and it's from a different phone number than he had used before. And I was just like, Why? Why? Like there is a point where like, you no longer have a connection with a person and they need to just like not come back. So like in those situations, like in black like, last week, I'm like, I'm not even responding to this. Like, this is not even a thing. Like, I don't want to participate in this because there's no reason for it to happen. And I feel like there are absolutely no boundaries there on like, just let it go and move on. Like we are different people. We have lived different lives. Things have happened. We're not friends. Like just go. If it's not urgent, if it's not real, if there isn't something real that needs to be discussed, or if there isn't a clear like, oh, we could actually legitimately be friends, maybe I'm not responding to things otherwise.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I honestly don't have much to say about it because I've never experienced this. Like the breakups I've had for the vast majority have been very amicable. You know, again, just the one toxic table flipping everybody else has been very amicable so I mean we do keep reaching out to each other but it's because we want to and it's perfectly welcomed like it's not like weird like we're friends now like I have um one of my friends I I just think it's hilarious he also knows the name of this podcast but does not listen to it because I'm sure he thinks it's trash but (laughs) but he um Paul the Beach we hadn't talked in like Months and I just got a random message on Instagram with some like funny video about doing laundry so you can dump it on your bed and go to sleep without folding it. Like that's the that's what I heard from him after like four months, and I sent him a joke back. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, the ones that keep reaching out to me, it's because we're pals now. It's fine. I like hearing from them. They like hearing from me. It's perfectly great. And you know, I've never, I haven't had anyone where it was like, well, you know why. It's because the ones I don't want to reach out to me, I actually, because again, I have a banana side. I take the extra step of saying, and I never want to hear from you again. I actually say that (laughs) there was one person in my twenties that we were engaged and broke up. And I actually said to him, I said, in 10 years, if you see me walking down the street with your wife and your dog and your kids, I don't want to hear from you. You better hide in a doorway because I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to see you. I want to pretend you don't exist. I actually said that and he was like, (laughs) okay, noted. I was like, thank you. (laughs)
0: so you don't collect everybody is what you're saying
1: no Mm -mm. I either collect you as a friend or a mortal enemy it's one or the other most of the time I mean I talk about myself like I'm bonkers I'm really not I, I just have some people bring out the worst in me oh right
0: they don't see eye to eye with you on why your relationship didn't work I Definitely have thoughts about this one because I do have a hard time in certain situations of feeling like I haven't really been heard and wanting to like hammer home like the reason as to why or like, do you see what I'm seeing? Do you understand why this didn't work? And I feel like I tend, to, or at least I used to get frustrated that like it wasn't like that I didn't get back what I, what I wanted. I would say that was definitely like, during my divorce time. I would say that is where those feelings definitely came out of like, do you understand why we were at this point? Um, I do think I've gotten a little bit better about it. Maybe not the best, but also now I guess I have a venue of a podcast. So if I really want to talk about it, then I can talk about it and they can listen and maybe they'll understand at that point. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm the best at, Kind of letting that one go, because I do like want to feel like I've been heard and that they get it,
1: yeah, I think I don't care about that. I think I'm okay if I mean, I, I think part of it, um this is a lot of therapy. and you know, I used to work on a show about spirituality, and so this that actually came in handy at times. of uh, I really believe in this thing that says what other people think about you isn't any of your business. And the way I'm applying this here is that everyone's experiences are valid. What I experienced in our relationship is real and it's true. What you experienced in a relationship is real and it's true. Often they don't match up. Mm -hmm. Often they don't align. And that's why you broke up. Like if you were on the same page, you probably wouldn't have broken up. So I kind of really don't care. What I get into getting frustrated with is if they try to push it on me, you know, like, well, you know, like they're trying to like convince me of their viewpoint. I'm like, get, get all the way out of here with that. I don't like that. I think that's called gaslighting, right? A little bit.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that is a good way to turn it around that. Like, if you don't see eye to eye, then yeah, there's a reason that you didn't work. And if you did see eye to eye probably would have been a better relationship for everybody and probably would still be happening. So valid. All right. They want to divorce you. Um, <laughs> I don't have a lot to say here because I initiated my divorce and there was nothing that was going to change my mind. And yeah, I never really like thought about this one in that way. So Heather,
1: your thoughts? I initiated mine too, but the reason I bring this up is that while on the one hand, yes, marriage is supposed to be a lifetime commitment. Often things happen where one or both people feel that they need to break it off. And I personally, I don't think it helps anyone to try to control that person and tell them they have to stay. Mm -hmm. My feeling is if someone wants to leave, if someone wants to get a divorce, sure. I would do a Hail Mary, be like, that's not what I want. I'm willing to do this, that, and the other. Are you sure? Sure. But I think past that, I mean, you got to let them go. It, yep. You know, like I've been on the other side of that. Of like, well, you, you know, I'm just like the most evil person in the world because I, I left. And it's like, well, <laughs> what was I supposed to do? You know, and so that's kind of my advice for anyone out there hanging on to someone who may have decided to leave. Let them. Do you really mm-hmm. want someone staying that doesn't want to be there? Even if you're married to them, there's someone better out there or not someone better, but. A better There's situation. a better
0: situation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: With a with a love. Everyone deserves love. And if that person feels like they can't love you or you can't love them the way that is right and best, you've got to let them go. You really do.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. I feel like there are also some scenarios, though, that, like, there are reasons you can't let go, to, go of them for, like, you know, it's, like, legitimate, like, you have to pay attention and um, you know, one, when someone's last text outreach feels threatening, I just went through this in a dating situation. And, um, that's one that you just can't let go. And, you know, I had to go through the whole rigmarole and couldn't, don't block the person in case they reach out to you and call the police and all that stuff. And I'm sure we'll talk about this on a different episode, but like, that's one where (laughs) you don't let it go and you have to address it and, go down that path
1: yeah I think one of mine and I kind of hit on this earlier is when and I really have such a hard time with this I, I don't know maybe you're better at this if anyone whether it's a friend a date anything if someone is super mean or uncaring or unempathetic or they literally could not care less about me and my feelings I really have a hard time with that like it's one thing to have an argument or a disagreement just like this isn't working you know, and have a perfectly respectful, like, you know, this is not cool. We're on different pages. That's fine. But when someone like goes the extra step of really hurting you and then they don't try to make it right, I have so much trouble with that because I just feel so violated. I feel like, oh, I let you in, you know, to where I cared about you and, and and you really think this is okay. You know, I, I have a hard time with that. Like the people that have done that to me. I, that's something that takes a real long time for me to get over if ever.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've really encountered that before. I feel like instead of having I've never really had anybody be super mean to me, it's more that they're just super apathetic. <laughs> like I just get the other side of it where they just wow. like yeah, it's it's it feels like it's easier just to like like they weren't as invested as I thought they were and so it was just easier to be like, "All right, fine." Like I feel like I've been really great at convincing people that we need to break up. And then when I try and undo the breakup, they're like, oh no, all of your reasons made sense. We should do this. I'm like, oh, so you don't even want to fight for me? Fine. Cause I'm just, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm great at building out a breakup, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. Maybe I should put this on my list for my therapist, but yeah, I think that, you know, and I have to think about this. I get myself into situations where it feels like people want to take me down a notch. Like I've mm-hmm. noticed that. And so, and it's a pattern. So I need to figure out like, what am I doing that is attracting that? A lot of my relationships have been table flipping relationships. Um, the end in a healthy way, but the end in a healthy way, because both of us are like, eh, this is not so healthy or "We're at the end, or this is too much. And then we're just pals and it's great, except mm-hmm. for the ones that went super toxic. But yeah, I got to think about that. Like, why am I creating those situations in my life? And the ones that are healthy and calm and peaceful, I like, feel like there's a lack of passion or something like it, I, I have issues. I'm the first one to say it.
0: See, I've never dated anybody that I really. I don't know that I've ever really like fought with anybody. Like, I've never had that be a. Oh, I've
1: gone all night fighting, like legit, till the sun came up, and I was like, "Can we go to bed? I'm not done fighting, but I need some sleep."
0: Yeah, no, I like scrolling. No, I have no like healthy deep like digging deep conversations, but like actual fighting or I've never done any name calling or no, my, mine are the the relationships that you would think there are no passion, Heather. <laughs> They're just like oh. comfortable and easy and nice.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Those I think are totally boring. The ones that are healthy. I'm like, Oh, get me <laughs> out of here literally I'm, I'm not i'm not overplaying.
0: <laughs> i guess like, this is uh, a good advertisement for me and dating anybody listening because yeah. i'm not gonna date call laura. your name or fight with you so yeah
1: date laura don't date me date me if you <laughs> want to flip some tables although again i'm putting on a show here i feel like that's who i used to be in mm-hmm. two years of doing um dating and in one year of doing this podcast I really don't do that anymore. There's someone I've been dating for quite a long time since January. We don't fight. And it's not that we aren't totally honest with each other, but it's a very peaceful relationship. Mm -hmm. People can change.
0: Yeah. I'm evidence. Things are calm. Yeah. Calm is good.
1: Um, And then the last one I'll say I have trouble getting let go. I have trouble letting go of. And I think this is probably true for a lot of people that no one is harder on us than we are on ourselves. I know for me, I have, I, I really go over like past relationship mistakes that I've made. They haunt me. I'm like, wow, I should not have handled it that way. Like I I'm really so hard on myself. Um, you know, I know I've been guilty of not knowing what I want of not, I'm such a decisive person in every other area of my life, but in relationships, it's like, I'm a baby can't decide anything. Mm-hmm. Not being ready, I'm really bad about not communicating. i I like literally don't know how to talk about things in a healthy way, although I am better than I used to be, but that took a lot of therapy and work, being insecure, being medium, I'm definitely an anxious attacher. Mm-hmm. See, I have a whole list of bad things to say about myself, <laughs> you know, even though I know there's a lot of good here. but you know, it, I, I think it's really hard to look back and see that. and I think it's important we do that so that we can learn and heal and get better. Um, But if you're not careful, it can go on the shadow side of where you're just being mean to yourself and like destroying your own self-esteem instead of looking at it as an opportunity to become a better person.
0: Relationship mistakes in the past, but also if you want to flip it around, I have seen the relationships that have really like where I have grown and learned a lot. Like every relationship has been a definite growth point for me and not that I was perfect in it or not that I had things to learn, but like I did learn from them. So like I can pinpoint the relationship where I became a great communicator versus in my marriage, I was a terrible communicator and I can see that. And then I had a relationship after that, that really taught me how to communicate well. And I had a relationship that taught me to be more independent and less up uh, because I am also an anxious stature So learning to be more confident in myself and more independent, not, you know, being as insecure or, you know, all of those things. So like, I feel like I can pinpoint different ways that I have grown Rather than, yeah, like I made mistakes, but did I learn from them? Most of the time I have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot here to think about, but going back to your original thing, I, I I think I am actually pretty good about practicing non-attachment. If something wants to go, something comes Mm -hmm. in and out of your life, let it, you don't need to hang on to it. There's probably a reason it came in and there's a reason it's going out. And I think while we all hear the advice don't force it. If it's meant to be, it'll be. And we're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I get it. Really? That is really actually true. And I think a lot of times your brain knows it before your heart does. And while I know my brain knew this years ago, I've only really taken it to heart. I would say in the last six months, which coincidentally is, Mm -hmm. you know, being in a healthy relationship. Like I think when you actually um, date someone in a healthy way, it shows you, you can, you can step out there. You you can step away from the security wall and you know what? It's going to be okay. It's really all right. You don't have to like be in the table flipping situation.
0: Yeah. So I feel like the answer to the question is, yeah, you can stop trying to control someone else's actions and you can work on controlling your own actions and how you are and who you want to be.
1: Yeah. Let them go. Let them fly in. Let them fly out. Wow. I think that's all I got.
0: Yeah. That was a good conversation. I feel like we
1: covered a lot of dating topics. Yeah. All right. Well, y'all have a good week. Talk to you later. Bye.
0: Still thirsty? Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. Because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.